Watch while she's working. All right. You gotta open up the live. Can you, can you hear my car? The car is going in my background. No. Okay. Wait, isn't there one on YouTube and then one on Twitch? Is that what happened? No, no we just did on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Are you uh, OBS for that shit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Alchemy answers five in tea time live. Oh, we're doing that now. Yeah, dude, that's a good picture of God Z actually. That's a nice picture. Fuck yeah, dude. You look badass in that. What is it with every single Chinese pro and just having like the most professional, like well made up, like hardcore like, athlete photos? And yeah, everybody it looks on, cool and, in that. Everybody, everybody on NA is it. just like some fucking dirtbag <laughs> lives in their basement. Yeah, yeah. Who is God Z? Godzi's a legend, man. Who is Godzi? We can get into uh, it. I'm we... supposed to introduce myself. Now? No, no, we, we haven't officially started yet. We just kind of, okay. we kind of just chat and jerk each other off in the in the pre-show. We give people a little bit of time to show up to get and tune in, in with us. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I probably have a lot of questions in here. I mean, you can answer this question if you want, Godzi. This guy's asking in chat, top five support heroes for the current patch. You're a support yeah, you player. Oh, top five support heroes. Um, I'm talking post five or post four? Because I feel like there's a lot of them. But Let's I feel like honest, nobody actually wants to play five except for me, and so it's probably four. Well, to be <laughs> honest, to be honest with you, um, like all the fours do like the same job. Like you pick Lion or Lena or whatever. It's the same job, right? It's the it's the fives that are good. So the top fives, I think, for this patch are Cuddle for sure, uh, Undying for sure, Crystal Maiden, and uh, let's throw Bay in there, right? Because he's just he's just the main, and maybe like Shadow how, Demon. How do you feel about Grim right now? Uh, he you need to pair that hero with like Juggernaut and something that has kill threat. Yeah, something that inks well works well with in lane. Because the value of this hero drops a lot when Savan and Doom fell out of the meta. Right. Those were the like the go-to combos. Yeah, I think uh, that hero is still pretty gangster. I have a lot of fun on it. It feels like it feels really good in the fighting meta right now because everybody's just brawling constantly and Grim's cooldowns are pretty low. Yeah, I mean he does the same thing as the other supports, right? Like he uh, he spams Q in the lane to secure range creeps. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <clears throat> Here's a question for you. I've been noticing, because I've been watching quite a bit of the pro scene recently, and people are like not really rotating out of lanes very quickly anymore. It seems like the fives are kind of just like stick in lane like well into the first night and are just like continuing to do laning mechanics like pulling and just like securing denies and stuff like that into like seven or eight minutes and then the first rotation usually kicks off around then mm -hmm. is that what you're seeing also yeah oh, you, you want a reason why or... yeah why is that because i, I feel um, like people are roaming around like three or four minutes earlier on because once you leave the lane on support your offlane or carry cannot stay in the lane whatsoever so you're spending a lot more resources on a kill that is most likely not going to happen and then leaving your other core like an exposed to other heroes uh, he's not gonna get that much out of the lane sure and you're gonna take a lot of tower damage he's gonna get no farm etc etc unless you have like a, a safe lane bristle or something like that one of those heroes but yeah kind of yeah <clears throat> i mean it's it's just weird like supports you're just you just want to pull in the lanes you want to get farm 
you don't want to be like unless you're like undying right you want to be uh who julie just wants bracers and otherwise you just want to get some farm and exp for yourself most importantly yeah you guys been watching Yale? sorry have you guys been watching Yale? all right so uh welcome everybody to alchemy answers episode 51 and uh we're having a nice special tea time this week yeah we are joined by um are you the captain of jenkins's squad technically oh yeah he is the captain the captain the guy who bosses jenkins around probably even more than i do uh god z the canadian legend himself you want to say hi to our peeps land hello land winner (laughs) i want to call myself a legend it's just playing some dota he's a living legend we uh i just played we just played a pub together uh god zq's hard support and proceeds to flame (laughs) our mid player and say you are divine trash i I did not couldn't possibly go mid i did not not say that you are not on the same intellectual level as an immortal player like i godzy and then they're like the caster then he's got even more fucking livid man (laughs) don't call this guy the caster gods because he'll get mad Oh and then he steals God. the role. He steals the role and then proceeds to I think somebody was 20 and 0 or something like that. It might have been me. I don't remember exactly who it was, but somebody played really well and and uh it might have been me. I think I was like 20 and 0 in that game. So, you were yeah. 4 and 2. Uh All right. I mean, good job, captain. Put him in his place. Sometimes it's just memories, you know. Sometimes <laughs> you forget, sometimes you think about different things. And yeah. uh, those situations How's uh how's your pubs going, Donnie? Uh, pretty awful. <laughs> pretty awful. You still uh, binge queuing? Uh, no, not really. I've just been getting really, really shit pubs. I've been getting big spreads. I'm hard support every game. I've got it's. You I'm get either big spreads in in divine. You I'm get, either, like, I'm either we, the we low person. No, I'm either the low person in a game with like an immortal two hundred, okay. or I'm the highest ranked person with like a bunch of ancient threes and uh yeah it hasn't been very good i've had probably like legitimately i'm not saying this as like an exaggeration legitimately 70 percent of the games i've played in the last week have had people giving up and intentionally throwing the game within the first 10 minutes so what bracket is this this is uh like five point it's like 5.2 5.3k so high divine low immortal has that tough. has that led to you binge queuing? Have you been binge queuing? Be honest with me here, Donnie. Uh, a, a bit. It hasn't really been like, it hasn't been like I'm fucking getting my MMR back. It's just like I'm just trying to get a quality game. Just like mm-hmm. I just want to play a couple of games so I feel like I'm actually learning something instead of just wasting my time and sitting in the fountain for 25 minutes. Sure, sure. <laughs> what's what's your relationship with binge queuing? Are you a big binge queuer back when solo queue was the big rage? Sorry, what's the what does binge queuing mean? Binge queuing is the act of b- queuing until you win a game. Or oh, you're no. just never, never Definitely. in your life. No, I mean like maybe once a year when I get really tilted. But <laughs> usually That's when I, happens. When I when I usually grind is like I'm really happy with just like a plus fifty for the day. And mm-hmm. then if I lose the first game I'll try to break even, you know? But if I lose yeah. three in a row, I'm just not. Because I think because uh, I tilt really easily and well, if I lose more than three games, I think it affects me mentally. I think like grinding should be grinding on my mind should be like a over like a long period of time. Like you constantly grow and stuff. There's a bit of luck in there, but 
if you don't play Dota, you just can't win, no matter how good you are. So that's true. That's a very good self analysis of your your just like the ability to not to analyze your own mental state like that is super super rare in the Dota population. I was I was I just had a, I just I just had a coaching session. This is going to go on a large tangent, but I just had a coaching session where we were talking about uh, how learning skills in Dota can help you out outside of Dota. You know, people have this idea that gaming is just uh, rots your mind and it's a complete a complete waste of time. But I actually think in order to be in order to make yourself better at a game where you can directly see the impact of your improvement, you have to be like introspective. You have to have like paradigm shifts in the way that you're thinking, right? Like you have to be capable of learning. And uh, I mean, obviously concepts in Dota too apply in real life, like the gathering of resources and like trying to get the enemy team to not have as many resources as you. That's fucking economics, man. Isn't it? Am I crazy that there's overlap between like real life in Dota and you can learn real life skills from Dota? Sure. Sure, especially communication skills, like team, psychology, team building skills. No, for real, like communication skills. All right, Godzi, what's what's so funny about that, you little bitch? I mean, I hear people to go tell me to get the room out and call me a fucking moron. <laughs> I mean, well, okay, maybe not the average Dota player learns to communicate from playing Dota. I feel like you got to communicate at least to some degree. I agree. I think if you like, people are good in Dota like in many ways. But like, for example, like solo, solo queue players. Like you have players like Luki Luki who just spams one hero and he gets like a shit ton of MMR. And you have people that are really good at communication, like talk to people, like CCNC for example, and they just win games. You know. Right. Yeah, that's true. How could yeah. you put that on a resume though? How could you? How could you like? Uh, how could you use that to? Ex- actually extend beyond dota i guess i guess you would just go do an interview and then it'd be like wow this guy's a good communicator i mean so what what i'm using it as is like you kind of are exposed to a wide variety of people and mentalities and you have to figure out a way to work together to accomplish a common goal so That's like true even if even if your teammates don't speak your language fully or if they have a completely different idea about how to play the game like if you don't communicate with them in some form or like figure out a way to get some information passed, then you have zero chance of winning. That's true. Actually, Ellie just did this this interview that she got the job in. She said in the interview, she used Dota as an example. They asked her, when have you been on a team where people don't, they, they are being like a bad teammate and you need to like <laughs> do a job. And they were thinking like, oh, she's gonna come up with some like past work experience. Oh, I told my manager, oh, we, we, you know, we worked together and we solved the problem. And she basically said, and listen, this is a really good answer, actually. She said that in Dota, sometimes you have people, a lot of the time you have people that don't want to play with you and a really good way to, to win the game still to achieve your goals is to play around their strengths Yeah. because they're not going to do anything other than what they're strong at. If they're not listening to you and they're misbehaving, they're still, they got to that MMR for a reason, right? They're going to do a lot of stuff wrong. They won't listen to you. But if you play around their strengths, you can still win because it's yeah. in everybody's best interest to win. I've won a lot of games with people jungling where you just like secure their jungle farm and then you just yeah. shove out the lane so they have time to farm it Dude, up in the jungle. Jungle Raid King? That's <laughs> yeah. a space creator right there. Or maybe that's a late game carry for you because he's eventually going to want to fight heroes, right? Even, even. Yeah. The, the, the example that I always use is like even, you know, like a, a monkey with like a, a hammer is a fucking terrifying 
thing. You know, it's like the, it's an idiot. Monkeys aren't smart. They have two brain cells, but they have a hammer. You're like this swinging that thing around, around like crazy. You know, if a if a moron gets very farmed, they're still very terrifying. So you just have to play around them. And apparently, the interviewer is very impressed with with her with her saying that. You know, uh, Godzi, did you have to did you have to uh, do a uh, an interview for the job that you have at the the land center? No, I didn't. You didn't. No, I didn't. Just, you're just, just like I'm high rated in Dota. Give me this job. Just connections. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's no, so but... well well connected. But I mean, to 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 add on top of what you just said, right? So yesterday I was uh, I was on a Smurf, you know, but I was Ooh, carrying, and then we ran we ran into because uh, we ran into uh, like uh, unwilling to play the older person on my team, right? Mm-hmm. He picked Mirana, he went AFK jungle for like thirty minutes, and then he built like Midas, like Mjolnir, like all the items that he's not supposed to have, right? And then my carry player was like complaining to me how. This Mirana literally took all of his farms, so that's why he has no farm. But I try to explain to him that, okay, in Dota, there are three lanes, and there's, like, 15, 15 different, like, camps for you to farm. You just play away from him. You just don't get tilted by him t- taking a farm. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. Yeah, that's one way of, of approaching it. I mean, it, 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 does, depend, it, here, here, here. it does depend on, on the problem. This guy's a McDonald's order. I guess we could... Um... Start getting into the the questions while while Godzi's gone. He can jump back in when he gets back. How's that sound, Big D? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool, cool. Um, so let me scroll up here. I think we so got a bunch Prime... today because I asked people to ask questions. We got a good we got a good amount. Yeah. Uh, Prime operator says, "When should I buy Bracer as an offlaner?" And Enigma's Flame said, uh, "Yes," as a response. And uh, that is also what I would agree with. <laughs> Always buy it. Always buy a bracer. You're you're going bracer into fassy or bracer into second bracer almost every game. That's a that's a good item. Uh, that's so just a on. good item on position three through well, really one through five to be honest, yeah, depending on your probably, matchup. It's probably pretty okay on on carry. Although you could go more farming items and be greedier on carry. So I don't. Know. Uh, Leo says, how do you or don't you deal with having no real desire to play Dota? Been on like a two-week hiatus, and aside from random party queue games or battle cup with friends, I have no real desire to grind solo queue anymore. Am I free? Yes. <laughs> sure, man. Congratulations. <laughs> I uh, I envy you. <laughs> you aren't addicted anymore. Wow, man. That's like, oh, I'm an alcoholic, and I have no desire to drink alcohol anymore. It's like, fuck yeah, buddy. Good. <laughs> Good on you. No, I mean, if you don't want to play, you don't want to play. I think I think people will always come back. You probably want to wait for a patch, and maybe it, it'll be fun again. Dota's a fun game to to take a break from and come back. You'll really have a desire to play. I mean, I think I think that's that goes for a lot of these like timeless games and, and sports. Like everybody's always down for a game of you know football if you're American. Everybody yeah. wants to play some touch football with the boys. Well, let me tell you, you like dude. forty. If you go play some other games for a while, and then you come back to Dota, you're like, wow, I got bored of those other games in like a week. And I come back and I play a game of Dota, and I'm just like, I'm still playing this 13, 14 years later, and it's still just as fun. (laughs) I I honestly feel the same way about all the games that that I've gotten addicted to. I feel the same way about WoW, where I'll play, and it's like, I could see myself getting addicted to this. I could play. I could. Play, I mean, I watch RuneScape videos on on YouTube still. Like, 
<laughs> Ten years later, I haven't touched the game in in, in years. I I, st I still watch RuneScape videos. I find it I find it interesting. I could maybe see myself getting back into it. But were you a Dota one player, Godzi? Yes, I was. I started playing, I believe, when I was like fourteen. Yeah, so that's like thirteen yeah. years ago. Holy shit, Frozen man. Throne player before that. Yeah. Nice. What race? Uh, I wasn't I very good at the at the building game. Like I played humans mostly, but like okay. I was not good at that game. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I played a lot of Frozen Throne before Dota killed the game. <laughs> Literally, the game died because Dota was more popular than it. Yeah, nobody really was playing was... ladder anymore. <laughs> yeah. What was the uh, what was the first Dota one hero you played? Do you remember? The very first Dota one hero that I played, I actually do remember. It was like I think it was Juggernaut. Okay. It was Juggernaut, and then like I was really amazed at how you could get like juggernaut's ulti when like the blade fury at level one. Oh yeah and i had no idea how to buy items so i just bought a <laughs> like a bunch of recipes yeah i like, remember buying my, recipes I, too <laughs> I, I just carried like six recipes i'm wondering why is my hero getting stronger <laughs> i was actually playing one-on-one with my friend who played oh i can't remember what hero he played but he somehow found the uh, secret shop and he bought the two most expensive items in that patch, which happened to be a sacred relic and a fucking demon edge, and turned out to be a fucking rapier. <laughs> like, it lasted for like 55 minutes, and then he got a rapier, and then he just ended the game. That's so Damn, funny. rapier? That, that's that's made rapier for for that yeah. for this long? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Did it ever change? I don't think it's ever changed. I don't think it ever changed. Oh, my foot's here. Bear me. I thought. I'm confused. He got more, he he, more he, he got he got six Second nuggets order. against our against our advice. He got six nuggets got six and then he things. realized he, he needed a... more. Yeah. yeah, he needed those extras. Now he's gonna have twelve. He's gonna need to throw two out <laughs> or get fat. Nobody wants to do that. All right, next next question. Orky Porky. Oh, sorry. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm skipping. I'm skipping our boy. Uh, Ken Ryoku says, "Hey guys, I love playing Quaker, but at the moment I just play the hard support role. Do you think he can function as a five? No, despite Donnie's video saying so, no. Uh, in I've what never said Clockwork can work as a five. What you get? How would you approach the lane? No, uh, you had it in your tier list as like clock. Uh, yeah, wasn't you it did? just in like the memes section? Uh, was it in the I, tier list? I don't even maybe, remember. Yeah, maybe it was a meme section. It but... might have been an, an artifact of just like using a different. Because I I would never play clock as a five. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that that's possible because it, it it is like I yeah, might just I mean, forgot that it was in there to be honest. Yeah, sometimes yeah, that's 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 the way she goes. Somebody was uh somebody was really mad about a, I don't remember what hero it was, but in my tier list I had a hero that was like listed as not an offlaner. Uh, oh god, what, what what was it? Oh, uh, it was probably like Earth Spirit or something like that. Uh something like yeah, something something <laughs> like that. They're like, oh, I'll just. I'll just sulk in the corner as I play this. As I play this in the offlane, it's like you know what, man. I had Skyrath Mage is not an offlaner a couple of uh, you know a couple of patches ago and uh, or a couple of weeks ago, and now people are spamming this thing as a as an yeah. offlaner, which Katsi refuses to allow me to pick. Just have you are not allowed to play officials. You, you know what I mean, man. This guy's a <laughs> complete tyrant. A tyrant. I have to draft a winning fucking lineup. How do you, you feel what? about Jakira right now, Godzi? It's fucking broken. It's really, broken. really good. <laughs> Uh, like, before I forget, like this Clockwork Five idea can actually work. Like, oh I, my god! There is this one scenario that it works, right? You are 
uh, certain that they're going to try and lane, and you are going to pick a clockwork when Tiny is not available, and the four hero buys everything at the start, so you can start with boots, so you can run around with boots and then be like a super low level clockwork. You know, that could okay. work. Nah. That could, that could like theoretically, it could work. It's kind of like you can also kind of play it like how Envy was playing like the five axe and just like be this really annoying kind of tanky hero, like tankier than most fives, and just like I trade know. with people a little bit. This hero, this hero needs no items, it's right? True. Clockwork. I think that's what makes him good. But like the, the problem with Clockwork is you are really, really bad in the lanes, and right now Dota is all about lanes. Yeah. He's really only good for pulling the creep wave back, and like other than that, he just kind of stands around and tries to gank yeah, mid I mean, occasionally. People are getting better in this game, right? Like we're not in the old days where you can just casually walk up to some guy with batteries on and just like solo kill him over and over again. Right. I don't think I think we're over that stage. I think people are getting smarter and better. That's true. Yeah. You feel it. You feel it playing Dota all day. Yeah. All right, Orky Porky says. Hey, what's the best way to learn how to position well? Trial and error, watching pros, looking at specific YouTube videos. There's so much to this question, so it might be difficult to give general answers. Since every role and hero and matchup uh, has its own and strong weak and lane timings. Uh, okay, uh, I would say lots of practice, basically. We've been, uh, Godzi and I have been doing uh, lane practice in particular, where we just do the lanes over and over and over again. I would say, like, probably want to pick the same hero just like five to ten games in a row and you'll start to you'll start to learn the limits of the hero and what you need to do to survive in the lanes uh so that that that's basically it i i think because it's such a it's such a quick thing to uh to like fuck up or to make a play in the landing stage it has to be instinct you have to be doing stuff based off of instinct it's there's no way that you can like consciously figure out exactly what to do unless it's unless it's a decision that takes longer than like a few seconds to make but in laning, it's usually like split-second decisions. Uh, I don't know if you guys agree with that, but I, I feel like it, you just have to practice <laughs> repetition and I, in, in succession as well. I definitely agree. I think um, you should spam out uh, the heroes that you're comfortable at and then make sure you like know what to do in almost every scenario so that like your mind can be free to think about something, other things, yeah. like, like how to respond. To For it. example, if you spam like 300 games on like Samurana, and then you like everything all the skills and stuff are in your muscle memory so your mind can think about okay where i want to be where i want to play next etc etc that's a that's a really really good way to put it actually um i, I think uh, a lot of the time that's why when you first uh play a hero that you're not super comfortable with you can do really dumb shit with it at least i know for me if i'm playing a hero that i haven't spammed in the past that i'm kind of learning it's like i will just have these egregious games because I'm trying to think both about like my skill usage and where I need to be, and I just do neither correctly. I have these like awful, awful games. Whereas these heroes that I'm super comfortable with, I, I always feel like the games, um, the games, the games go way better. Yeah, I want to add to that muscle memory thing too, because if you think about it, like if you were to learn a song on guitar, for example, how many times would you have to play it before it was really comfortable and you could just like play the song on request like where you're not where you're not playing the individual chords and thinking about your finger placement and it's just happening like your body's right like it. 50 100 200 300 times and how many people out there have more than 100 games on like 10 or more heroes not very yeah. many people you know i probably do because i've been playing the game for so long gauzy probably does like anybody's been playing the game for a very long time probably does but for the average player 
you've got people with like 15 games on Ursa and maybe they won the first 10 of them. So they think that they're good at the hero, but in reality, you're probably still processing a lot of just like basic mechanical stuff about playing that hero while also trying to figure out like what the situation is that you're in. Because if you're in a lane and especially when it comes to positioning, a lot of positioning stuff, it's like you can either capitalize on a positioning mistake instantaneously, like it has to happen right now. You have to stun them right now while they're out of position. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. And you have to be able to recognize that instantly. And so if you're like, what should I skill next? Or what is the correct item build on this hero at this current point? Like, there's just no way that you can react in time. Yep, I, I agree. I agree. All right, moving on. Uh, Shiver. I don't know if that's Shiver. Uh, whatever. Um, in... What ways do you alter your decision making when you're playing from behind slash mid to late game? Uh, items, uh, items to get, where to farm. Do you think Death Prophet could potentially work as an unconventional position five? Oh wait, this is a different question, I assume. So, in what ways do you alter your decision making when you're playing from behind in the mid to late game? Um, I would say you're just in a period where you probably don't want to fight the enemy team until you hit a specific timing or you have a very specific reason that you want to fight them. And uh, the play style when you don't want to fight people is like you split. You're not farming to connect with each other unless you're trying to make that play where you're fighting. You're like farming to just split the enemy team up. And uh, so you want to play in like two lanes usually at least. And uh, just just play to like cut creeps, play to like harass towers. And then eventually you want to like farm towards each other or smoke after you farm towards each other and then make a play on like a certain timing. Let's say you get like a BKB and it's like, okay, now maybe we can take a fight. Or if they walk up this high ground here, we'll fight here. But you basically want to just play to split until you feel like you can fight them. And then if you fight them and you lose, well, you probably lose Dota, but that's the way she goes sometimes. Yeah, I, I play like a little mini game when I'm behind, which is how many enemy heroes can I get to show on the map? Get to, t to get to TP somewhere as well. Yeah, I'm just like, how can I get these people to actually show where they are? Because the map's very dark right now. What do you think, Godzi? Is he eating? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think what uh, Jenkins said is really important. Just waiting for key item timings and just pray for the best. Because, like, in a pop scenario, you guys are not most likely not going to be functional, super functional as a team. You guys can maybe get some, like, smokes, pickups here and there. Just make the game, like, chaotic, you know? The last thing you want to do is they, like, they find men down mid with, like, all the creeps inside your base, all three lanes, and you guys are just stuck there. Yeah, or the game's just over at that stage. Even if they don't take high ground, you'll lose like 5k gold deficit in a matter of minutes if you're all yeah. stuck in your base. You never want to get stuck in your base. Yeah, you so gotta, people you gotta break out of the chokehold somehow, right? Yeah, so, well, in the first place, you don't want to get into the chokehold, yeah. is the thing. When you are losing, uh, it is the support job, and it's a really important thing to do is to hold your triangle. Um, because the triangle has the most farm on your side of the map, and it connects both, uh, both mid lane and the side lane. And uh, you should have wars and stuff to protect it. It's really, really important. Yeah, and that heroes, makes sense. Heroes, heroes to protect those wards, ideally, too. Right. Uh, okay, Zavi says, How in the word do you end a techies game faster than 70-plus minutes? Four in a row. I'm asking beside BKB and Necromicon, <laughs> it s their ni other trick. <laughs> I think it's like typing out his phone or something. Yeah. Uh, counter it, uh, early gem, you need vision on high grounds and a quelling blade and you just get a range hero to hit mines and not get four staffed into the base. 
that's that's basically early jamming counter counter picks. That's like that's the way I see it. Yeah, I think but. you can just kind of run over attackies pretty early on in the game. You just get it. You have to get a gem early, like like fifteen. I would also minutes. say like, if you play like a bitch versus attackies, that's a really easy way to lose the game. Yeah, <laughs> acting as if they have mines everywhere is the number one thing that attackies likes you to 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 play in a game where it's like yep. attackies can't. You just need to play techies once, and you'll realize like you can't have mines everywhere. Right. You only have mines in a specific area, and you only have like two green patches or three green patches if you don't have that many red and blue mines down. So you just need to, uh, if you're pushing down a lane, you put sentries and then eventually get a gem. That's that's about it. And don't be a bitch. One thing that I noticed playing against techies is that a lot of people, whenever they play against techies, they have this urgency to always just push mid, the middle high ground. You know what you could do? Posture to push mid high ground and just go top. Well, yeah. he doesn't have mines. People and are like, really techies. scared of the of the tier three hitting them for some reason <laughs> when they're going right. high ground. Techies is a hero that feeds on stupidity, so yeah. like yes. it's, I don't want to be rude or anything, but just don't be stupid because you can you know exactly where the mines are. Like it's always on the edge of a hill, walking up a high ground, etc., etc., etc. Just use brains. <laughs> if he doesn't get kills early game, he's gonna be really poor because. Like, because techies usually play, like, as a four, as a support who doesn't really buy wars, right? But then he can't really sit in the lane and farm and kick his, like, offlane out. That's not ideal for him. So if he doesn't get kills, he just has no gold. He's just, like, stuck, like, planting mines everywhere. But, yep. like, you can just kill them and get gold. Yep. It is actually very, very free gold for supports in some of these yeah. games. The yeah, red dude. mines especially. Ooh, oh, love it. Those are those are great, man. That was great when they gave 75 Eves. That was cool. I used to just pick Ricky instantly anytime I saw techies and just follow him around and eat his mines. <laughs> so um, what is it? I think, uh, did you know Wyvern can fly over the mines and they don't pop because you're flying? Is that true? Yeah, and Batrider as well. Interesting. Yep. It's, it's re totally ridiculous. Like, Wyvern's actually a really good counter to techies because of that. It's so funny. Um, okay, when do you TP to defend towers if you're pushing enemy high ground? If somebody leaves, should you stay as four or back off together? All right, Godzi, this one's you. No, okay, both, this one's really We both tricky. know the answer to this one. This one's really tricky. It is, um, like, it's very, situ it's very situational because depending on the hero, because mostly, like, when you're pushing a high ground, it's always a hero that really doesn't have a tower threat. Does that make sense? Like yeah, like a uh, crystal maiden or some shit. Maybe not, not even that. Like maybe like a kunkka, you know, that's like hitting your bottom. Oh, you mean it's the split pusher? Right. Yeah, the split pusher. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. If yeah. it's like it's a lichen, you have to go. But if it's a kunkka, it's yeah. totally different. Yeah, like you can kind of like you can kind of like assess the situation where how fast he pushes, and stuff like that. Like ideally, you should not be ever in this situation because the lake should be shoved already before you go for a siege. But usually, I think the best answer to this question is. You want to get the tower and back, and not him, not get him to take your tower, and just set up the push another time. Uh, I would add on to that and and say uh, also like if you're pushing high ground, make sure to cut the adjacent waves because then then there's not going to be waves at a certain point in front of your base, and then you don't have to go back a lot of the time. Like if you're just really good at cutting and controlling creep waves, that should never be an issue. Right. If you're if you're playing Dota perfectly which obviously not easy that, to do that's hard though but when you're like we're, we're sieging top like on radiant right you're sieging top and then uh you're cutting mid and top and then he's like uh getting bottom hitting your tier three yeah yeah that's pretty does, yeah that's it unfortunate happen. it does happen but it is two lanes versus one lane is the thing so if, like you said if it's like a conquer or something 
you don't even worry about tower damage because eventually there's going to be two lanes shoved in and he has to come back because he's going to lose yeah. two racks. Right. Also, it's like if you have the opportunity to just take multiple sets of racks, then going back for a tower is probably you never can have. Worth um, it. You can also just have like uh, one hero go back and then you like kind of back off to a high ground and then have that hero like connect with you after pushing one or two waves. And yep. uh, so stop the push, and then you connect, and then you go push high ground again. You could even push through that lane sometimes yep. by like also, your team cuts the wave. Really yeah, bots are bots are insane. I, I actually have this theory that I, I think that uh, I, I really think that the whole bots rush thing that people do on Batrider, I think that's underutilized on other heroes. I think one hero having boots of travel in a game is so extremely so it's good. extremely obnoxious to deal with. I, I remember when... agree with you. I, I agree with you. Dude, awesome. Rock, K Good Puck. shit. KP yeah, rushed Rock, it. Puck. KP rushed it on Venomancer in an ESL game Dude, earlier. I, yo, I was literally about to say fucking Venom, man. I was yeah. about to say Venom. Venom, Pugna, any of these like cancer lane pushing heroes, you just shove them in a lane, enemy team can't deal with them split pushing there, and then they travels to a fight, and they're, you have every single lane shoved in. It's, it's very annoying to deal with. I remember first when they changed Boots, boots of Travel, uh, fear was building on every single position for him. He yeah. was going, he was going Pudge bots first. He was going Earth Spirit bots first, and uh, it was just really clear that he thought that it was just a really absurdly broken item. And I still think he does it a decent amount. Um, but I, st I still think that's true. I still really think that that bots are are still currently underutilized for what they do. They basically give you an Ember Spirit or a Kumka on your team. Yeah. No it's Pretty insane, better. actually. Like, and then the move speed and in full mana, like you—it's like a bloodstone. You always have fountain regen. It's yep. crazy. Yeah, I—I uh, I mean, I literally just made a video where it was a Leshrac who went bots. I think first item after a couple nulls, and he just completely took over the entire game because he was in two places all the time. It's like every laner shoved in. He was showing up for every single fight. I—I I did that literally last game on Pug too. Yeah, I—I yeah. I played a game. Um, I played a game with Sammy Boy and Oceana earlier, and uh, we lost because we lost because we five man DC'd and then they raxed us. So I don't know. I, I legit don't know what happened. Like some DDoS bullshit. But in any case, what was really cool is that we were getting completely run over, and I went Pugda and I got bots, and I just delayed the game for like 50 minutes. They split up. We got pickoffs with Chrono, and then we were winning. We were fucking winning after being at this like massive deficit just because of the bots pickup, and I was making so much space. It wasn't even, it's not even hard. You just run into a lane, nether blast it, bot somewhere else. They all show up to the lane. You nether blast somewhere else. They show up to that lane. You go somewhere. How the fuck did they deal with you? You have no cooldown on your things. It's Do you think crazy. that it's Nature's Prophet's game. undervalued now? He's been no, out of the I meta think, for a bit. I think Nature's is probably decent, but mm -hmm. I, I, my opinion on Nature's is that, like, because of creep cutting and because of bots being a thing, he's a lot easier to deal with yeah. than he used to be. Like it's really easy to get around the map if you're if you're picking the right heroes, and I think uh, that hero is dog. I think the hero is pretty dog too. I think I think so. I don't think that's a hero on any role. I like the so, hero personally. Even on five, even on five, it's not even good. I'm a fan of it, but yeah, he doesn't really fulfill any of the five necessary roles right now, or jobs rather. Shadow Trader, speaking of shitty heroes, says, "Should you ever pick IO in low level pubs?" No. Actually, terrible experience. No one knows how the hero works. Yeah, don't oh. do that. <laughs> I think the only only validity to picking eye on low level pubs is if you play it like Ana and like do the carry build. I don't even know if that's good anymore though. It's not good. I cried. It's not good. It it doesn't it yeah it doesn't seem like with the with the nerf that it's mm -hmm. 
it's all that great. Um, if you really like enjoying playing IO and you happen to be like a lower MMR player, you should get a buddy. Yeah. And Tokyo with him. You I can would, play I, it for like, MMR both now. Both of you, and both of you like just kind of like get the fundamentals down, like how to play together, like where to farm, and stuff like that. Yeah. You and know what? Be, like, comfortable Dude, with each other. That that needs to be happening more right now. I feel like. Uh, somebody in our, just somebody in our Discord was talking about how he's been like trying to pair up people in our Discord to play together and just like go out and like learn to play as a mini team within a team. And I think that's like super super smart. Actually. I think it's, I think it's good. I've been uh, I've been queuing with uh, Oceana on uh, we've just been spamming like ten games a day, and I feel like we're getting we're getting a lot better because of that. Godzi and I just queued for a game. Hopefully, we can queue for more. I really do feel like it it built. The person that I have the best synergy with on the fucking face of the planet is probably Newsham. Right. And I have like a thousand plus games with him. You know, we just we've just played so much like casually that we do we would do shit like back when we were five K plebeians playing against like seven K players on Leviathan, we would win against teams by doing like hooks into arrows and random shit like that. And uh, the only reason we were able to do that is because of because of like playing unranked and shit like that. I, I think Ana proved that just queuing with your friends. And like practicing shit like that is is enough to is enough to get you like really good at least mechanically when it comes to playing Dota. I mean, Owie plays very little ranked. Like he's just always playing with friends too. You know, just I, and thinking about the game too, and like yeah. theorizing too. Like there's all of these outside of Dota elements to being to being good at Dota. Grinding solo queue is certainly not the answer to getting no, the best day, at the all game all day every day. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that's a I think that's a big uh, misconception. I heard uh, Nushan was telling me that apparently DJ almost never he can just kind of play a hero without having practiced it in pubs because what he does is he'll watch replays and then he'll just take a break and think a lot about the hero. Like he'll he'll think about it when he's pooping, when he's showering, before he's about to sleep. He'll be thinking about the hero and he'll come back the next day and have these ideas on like, oh, this would be really good because he's just running through it in his in his head. And I know I said that in a video and somebody was like, oh, to be good at Dota, you have to fucking make your life about Dota. I'm not saying that, as you know. If you have a spare minute and you want to think about your favorite hobby, maybe just theorycraft some stuff. <laughs> you know, people do with World of Warcraft. You can do with Dota as well. Just theorycraft. Oh god, I feel like it's going to be some Maelstrom Rubik after hearing your. Yeah, all right. <laughs> That's good shit, man. Sniper I was bad before. Huh? Uh, Lemon says, "Been playing a lot of offline Legion today." Well, I try connecting your internet first. Is it better? to uh, try to take out the controlling supports like Bane, Lion, Rasta, and get the dual damage, or should I be trying to use it more to lock down the slippery heroes like Storm, Void, and maybe sacrifice the dual damage? Man, what the fuck do I know? I'm so shit at that hero. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have, a, I have like a 30% win rate when we pick that hero. Oh I, I, I can't... I don't know why. I, just, I, don't, I don't jive with it. I need to spam it. Okay. But, uh, Legion, this hero, to my knowledge, uh, in the early to mid game, whenever you have a chance to get damage, you should get damage because your hero does a lot of damage. Because I've seen legions carry very high tier games. Yeah. Um, and then like late game scenario, you should be focused on the most important target, like namely Slark, Anti Mage, Storm, Quap, all these heroes. Like in big team fights, you should be aiming for these heroes. That is my take on it. Sure, but. But if they have a save, who is going to be able to get the save off? You have to go. You on have to go on yeah. them, or or wait for that yeah. save to die and just like play the periphery of the fight and like support your team and 
use press the attack to dispel a little bit and then pick the duel. Like you don't have to duel immediately to start every single fight necessarily. That's that you see, okay, let me tell you, man, to be completely frank, that's that's the part that I struggle with, is that I find it hard to decide when I'm the hero that should be going in and dueling somebody or when I should be baiting somebody into spelling. Like I feel like I always do one when it's the other that I should be doing. You know, I don't have that like instinct because I, I guess I haven't played enough of the hero to like know when I should be doing I, one or the other. I don't think you should be ever baiting uh, a safe. I don't think that's ever a thing. You don't think you never? Never. I don't think that's ever a thing. What you want to duel someone so purposely so they can disrupt the target that you're dueling, but you're standing there for six seconds. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying like. I don't know when to play Legion as the save hero or as the initiator. Oh. Because because Legion can save people, right? Hmm. Like, I'm saying you can win team fights because the enemy team, like, lasso somebody, you dispel them, and then you go in. It's like, I, I, I feel like I'm, I struggle with doing one or the other. I, I always tend to do, like, I'll jump in when I should have just saved somebody. Or I'll, you know, I'll save somebody when I should be jumping in and dueling, and then we fucking lose because I'm just doing, like, the wrong thing. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. You following me? You with me? I am. I think that goes back to the question that was asked earlier, like spamming heroes, understanding yeah. the hero. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think it's like I don't have the instinct when a fight starts. It's like okay, I can save somebody in this fight. I just, I'm just, I'm trying to think about it in the fight, and then it's like I fuck up because I'm just thinking about it. And it's too late, you know. Yeah. Whereas uh, I find Abaddon to be a lot easier of a hero because it's basically just saving people. You know, yeah, you don't you don't have the offensive component at all. Yeah, it's on like that one. exactly you're saving people and you're using your body. And the, our win rate with Abaddon is like sixty five percent or something. Like we win with Abaddon uh, because I feel like it's just a lot easier to execute. Or at least at the very least, I understand it a lot better than I understand the the Legion. I think in Legion you probably use your body as well, but that adds even more layers to the to like the depth of the hero. Um, probably less so using your body on Legion because if she dies, she's pretty. You know, it's pretty bad. She's a pretty important hero. Well, so you do know. I do know what. Well, when you die on Legion's bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Listen, man, I'm admitting my fucking faults, okay? <laughs> Let's look at our Marana win rate. Let's take a gander at that and see how that's doing. Anyway. But uh, that, that, that's probably one of those scenarios where you want to just like go back and watch all your team fights. If you're not sure who you should be dueling, go back and watch your team fights and just yes, be like, did yes. I duel the right person? Did this actually make yeah. sense? Yeah, I need to do a lot of studying with that with that hero for sure. Um, I'm just hoping it gets co completely nerfed and I don't have to fucking play it. It probably just... will. Um, that's a, that's the thing. We're at a weird point right now where I'm kind of feeling like other heroes are going to come into the meta, and I would like to be very I would like to be really good at them for when they come back when, for when they come into the like if Doom comes into the meta or some shit. I'm oh, golden, God. man. That's my hero. That's my hero. <laughs> There's like a. No, it's just heroes that you like. You you main like you just played so many games to that hero that like comes back into the battle. You're just like, oh fuck yeah, here we go, you know. Um, Legion is downloads for me. I have like 20 Legion games. Uh, anyway, Hockeyliner uh, says as a support, some games if I can't get farm or I'm having a bad game, I still only have magic stick and boots around 20 minutes. Is there a point where you consider? Uh, is it too late to buy cheap stat items such as bracer, null, and wraith ban? No, it's never no, too late. Never too late. Yeah, I agree. No. Yeah, um, being a five and dying at the very beginning of every single fight is like the shittiest thing that you can be doing. I feel like at some point you have to prioritize being a little bit more tanky. Christian for Donnie, how to get a nice neck beard? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Donnie. I mean, let it grow. 
Yeah, yeah. Just just grow it, grow it yourself. I believe Jenkins is twenty. That's a that's a cool compliment right there. I'll take that. Uh, when you need an extra item slot for a better item, is it better to sell your bracer null wraith or your magic stick? Does it depend? Uh, I usually keep the stick almost always. Depends on the hero. Like if they have mana drain and things like that, then the stick is a lot a lot of the time really good. I think a bracer is better than null and wraith by yep. like a huge margin. You might want to keep a bracer over a stick if you if you really feel like they're gonna burst you. The bracer is better for like surviving burst. But most of the time, I keep a magic stick. I don't know about you guys. Or a wand, a full wand, of course. What do you guys think? Well, I think so. You agree? It's very situational, but I mean, I don't think this decision is like game-changing at all. Yeah, I agree. It's very, agree. very minimal. Is it ever worth buying a stout shield as a position 5 for laning? Yes, if you're a melee hero. I don't think I've ever, but I thought the other day when versing two ranged offlaners, maybe it would have been worth it. I think uh, almost always as a melee support, you should buy it. Like Treant. Except for Treant. Undying. Oh, yeah, Tree goes. Tree goes Aura Venom, yeah. yeah. Uh, every other melee hero in the game, you should have a. There's no excuse. Why. Yeah. Uh, starting with Cutting Blade is not allowed. Like, on any. On the shit, the shit just should not be allowed. Yeah, if you unless, go. If you go. If you go stout, you can still buy Courier Ward Sentry, I believe, and two sets of Tangos. Yeah, so, so that's a tangle, you, one mangle, one stout shield, one cent, one ward, and one courier. Yeah, that is your six hundred. No sentry. No, I don't think you have money for sentry. I don't think you do either. Do you think that's okay to not have a sentry in the lane? Uh, if you really need a sentry, you should just not buy the ward and have a sentry instead. Do you put your stout shield? By the way, we're going to uh, chat questions now because we're done with the Patreon questions. Do you put your axe or your stout shield first in your backpack? Uh, I always, keep, I almost always keep my uh, my axe in my. So I'll, I'll like if a, if a fight is starting, I'll move my my uh, stout into my quelling blade slot, and uh, if I'm farming, I'll just keep the quelling blade. Because a lot of the time, you have the armor to like tank creeps and things like that. Yeah. A so stout I, shield has once you get like five six items, stout shield's value like drops significantly. Anyways, at that stage of the game, so yeah, you can build it into like an eventual. Uh, Crimson Guard as like an offlaner or an Abyssal Blade as a carry. So sometimes I'll keep it and just like swap them out, but it's not once again, going back, I don't think it's like that big of a decision. It's not a super important decision. Yeah, it's also only 200 gold, so if you did eventually decide you needed a Crimson and had sold your stout, it's really not that big it's, of a deal. It's 100, it's 100 yeah. gold loss. <laughs> Ask Donnie why he doesn't go by Donald. <laughs> That's a good question. I've just always been Donnie. <laughs> And uh, I don't know. I don't like the sound of the name Donald. I suppose. Why is that, Donnie? I just don't like it. I never have. Oh, Don. I'm start to call you Donald. Uh, Don. I'm I'm technically a junior, so my dad goes by Don, and I can't be named the same as my dad. Is your dad the president? No, thankfully. <laughs> Yo, Godzi, what do you think about this Trudeau bullshit? How how are you liking this guy? Uh, I would like not to go there. Okay. Don't like get me in trouble. Uh, this guy should not should be refrained from staying. Uh, should be refrained from leaving the the country because every time he leaves the country and goes anywhere else, like bad shit happens. <laughs> so. Do you think he's gonna dress up as a black person for Halloween? Oh my god! For the for the fourth for the fourth time, <laughs> four times the charm. Let's not go there. Oh my god! Let's not go there. It's so funny that he's like the most like progressive guy. <laughs> it's just blackface. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, Jesus. Why is Canada gotta be such a joke, man? Alright, moving on to the next question. I always seem to play better after a few days break. Why do you think this is? 
I, I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same. Because, okay, I have a really good answer to this. Um, my, my dad used to be a professional athlete, and he told me when I was playing competitive, he said, when I, before they had to compete, like back in the day, um, their coach or like or whatever will send them out like on a break, always on a break. Like they're gonna go out to have drinks, meet women, etc., 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 and just to loosen up their mind. Cause and th that's kind of for me too. Cause whenever I stay at home and play all day and all day, I get stuck in the same loop. My like I get easily tilted. But when I go out, when I have drinks with my friends, you know, it's just chill and stuff. My mind is like open. It's more relaxed. It's more chill, and like I end up playing like better. Yeah, it definitely I makes also, you more resilient to bad stuff happening if you're like, yeah. in a good mindset. And my theory on that is because I, I think that if you are uh, genuinely enjoying the game and you actually want to play it, then when the bad shit happens, it doesn't matter because instead of seeing it as like a setback, you're seeing it as like a challenge. Yeah, it's part um, of the game now. It kind right. of goes back, yeah, it kind of goes back to like stoicism. You know, you can, you can look at... You can look at all of these things in life that happen to you as like, woe is me and, and life is so difficult and it sucks for me. Or you can look at it as these like fun challenges that you get to overcome. Imagine a game, like playing a video game that has no purpose. There's there's no goal. Nobody's gonna play it. It's not it's not fun. Even even Minecraft has like a purpose. There are things that you can do, there are constraints, you know? And I feel like when you aren't playing Dota and you come back to it it becomes a lot more about that challenge element. So not only are you trying hard, you're also having fun with it. And your brain is like, fuck, man, I got to figure this out. This is going to be fun. Uh, that's that's how I feel. I feel like I've, I've played my best Dota when I come back from something that like mentally resets my mind. That's that's when I play the best Dota. And I wish that I could, I wish that there was a way to easily force that. I find it difficult to have those, to have those resets. But when I do, I come back and I gain like 200 MMR and I play competitive and you know we beat teams that we shouldn't beat and shit like that so if anybody can give me some sort of drug that just forces that to happen that'd be great maybe <laughs> i'll try cocaine or something wouldn't have we ever beat a team that we shouldn't beat? not with this team not with this team okay, with sorry. with like uh when i was playing with uh sammy uh sammy's stack before this team we were pretty mediocre like losing to most tier two teams and then one day we just uh, i had like a three-day break we played against Zolotl, and at the time, they were, you know, really good. The gatekeeper team, you know, if you beat them, you're decent. And uh, we, uh, I, play, I played Wyvern, and I don't even play Wyvern. And I, I solo killed the guy I was leaning against solo. Like, I solo killed him, and then, like, carried the game on Wyvern. It was just because I, f I feel like my brain was just figuring out what I needed to do in the game because I was having fun with it. I was really, really wanted to play. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that I, I think, sorry to interrupt, but. No, no, no problem. Um, there's like, there's something that happens. Like if you do some problem solving activity and then you go to sleep, like your brain actually uses the time that you're asleep to like process that material. And so there's, there's some study that was like, I'm totally screwing up the details, but I know there was a study that, sh that showed like people that would, um, sort of like sleep do on, something sleep on problems. Yeah. Basically sleep on problems. Just they like learn it better because they, they come back better like having not actually practiced it but I just sleeping on it or something like that i believe the study that you're referring to was a programming study that might it have was, been uh, i believe it was that people would uh people that spent that spent like the night working on a problem wouldn't solve it and the people that would go to bed would wake up and then solve it having yeah. worked less time on it because they figure out the problem and i think that goes for anything that's not just like hard labor 
even with hard labor, there's ways to like make it more efficient. Yeah. But if you're if you're if you have a brain problem that you need to solve, <laughs> it's obviously in your head. You need to solve it with your with your mind. So whatever you can do to make your to make your mind healthy and and like the most efficient, that's how that's how you're gonna solve it. And you just uh, need to remove yourself from the situation because like when you're in problem solving mode, a fresh look at it. You're like you're just like you're so deep into the problem that that's all you're thinking about. And so like right. a lot of time you just like need to make some connections that you already have in your head, but you can't make them because you're like way too deep down one rabbit hole or yeah. something like that. I actually just started programming. Uh, a, so I, I programmed like a, a game engine for web with a buddy of mine and then did a bunch of Dota stuff for a few months. And then I came back and he has like a full poker game that he made with it. And then I jumped back into the game and we're programming that now. And uh, I was able to work out so many things with the interface that needed to be changed that made the game way cleaner and way more playable and and looking like professional that he wasn't able to see because he was so into it that i i was coming in without even having seen the game so i was like what is this i don't know what this does what is this i don't know what this does right. so from that fresh perspective i was able to like i was able to fix it and that's like what a mental reset does for you too it's like to some degree it gives you this new perspective where you're not it's like why they say you should write a resume one day, wait like a week, and then and then look over it because then you're gonna be like, "Wow, what the fuck did I write? This does not sound good." <laughs> uh, you're not gonna make yourself look like an idiot, basically. Yeah. What languages do I use? Uh, the engine is in Node.js, uh, so it's it's just all like <laughs> JavaScript because reasons. All right, I got one final question. I'm gonna direct it at Godzi. I think okay. we've been going for like an hour, so we'll let you go. Um, but I think this is probably the most asked question that we get like in the comment sections and just like what everybody wants to know, which is this guy in particular is stuck at 1K carry for about a year with no improvement. What is likely his biggest blind spot? And let's expand that to why do you plateau in this game and what can you do to get out of your plateaus? Oh, that's a really, really, really tough question. Because I get asked this question a lot too. Um, I think like I don't. It's gonna sound really like it's gonna be a bad answer, but it's true. But like he's just gotta get better. Like people ask me like why I'm always stuck in like 3k or 4k or or whatever. But the thing is, and you get like really bad teammates and stuff, and so you can't win. Uh, but I just think that you have to work on hero like a, like like a few heroes that you're really comfortable with, and then. Be, become like a better player that is not no longer uh, belong in that tier. So if you're stuck in 2k and every hero you play is 2k, you're mostly gonna be stuck in 2k. But if you play a few heroes that may that's maybe like 3k, then you can maybe potentially get to like 2.6. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Basically, like you're saying get you're saying get good, but you're saying get good because like I think a lot of people will they'll play and then they won't really know how to learn stuff that they don't know and the answer really is to just like try harder because there's a very good chance that you're actually not trying your hardest at some point because you just have gotten used to playing a hero in a certain way you go a certain item build every game if you don't have the timings down because you're against a hard lane you lose if you do have the timings down you win and that's just like your experience is every game is kind of the same but there's probably a chance that you could try harder you could not miss like half your last hits you could you know make a rotation faster you could use the mini map more times than you normally do like there's so many different tiny little 
minuscule things that you can do in Dota every single game. And even the best players probably only do like 80% of them regularly. I agree. Yes. And I think that a lot of people tend to blame their teammate. Like, for example, I tuned this Juggernaut that AFK farmed this entire game. Or I picked this OG, the Astral, when he really shouldn't supposed to, etc., etc., etc. And then, but when you when you have a mindset like that, you will never, never care. Because let me promise you one thing: no matter what tier that you're at, whether you're a one K or like seven K, like I'm not even kidding, you will queue into morons almost every single. Game. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what tier you're in; there are always morons in every single tier. Like Jenkins, when he queues, he's gonna run to more. When 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 Sumel queues, he's gonna get really bad players on his team. But if you think about it, um, like in that 3K game, it's like, oh, nobody can win this game because this guy did this, this, this. What if Miracle was playing your hero? What if Miracle was on your account in that very game? Would he have won that game? Just think about that for a second. So is it really is it really just all that teammate? Is it always that guy's fault? Right. So when you're stuck in this mentality, you will never, never get better. And, and maybe more importantly than that, it's like if Miracle was on your account, is he suddenly using some like god mode script to be better than everybody? No, he has the exact same setup as you do. He has mouse and keys, and he's just yeah. making better decisions and making and less jerk. mistakes. Mouse right? penis wall. Tip as a, tip as a CK man. Don't play CK man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll call it there, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you to God Z, your oh, God. Yes. Thanks for joining us. No worries.